Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne, and uh, today we have episode 15 of the Box Office Beatdown Show. I'm joined by my co-host of the Box Office Beatdown Show from YouTube and the Cinemania page, Larry from LC Screen Talk. Larry, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Um, I'm doing good. Can we? Can can we? Can you do me a favor and? Um, I did not realize how much I love doing the box office show. So like this, like by like Friday, because we obviously didn't do last week because he was at the uh, Denver Comic Con. How was that, by the way? It was a lot of fun. Super That's fast, good. Super crazy, but fun. Oh, Larry, your cosplays were everything. I swear. <laughs> Thank you. I swear they were everything. I don't know. What's your pro- I'm, I'm actually interested. Like, what's your process? Do you go and buy things or you just kind of make them? Uh, yeah, so most of it I make. Um, mm-hmm. I, I buy like base stuff like the bodysuit or something mm-hmm. um, and then I kind of build up from there yeah I gave you a shout out on the world show and I was when we were signing off I was like everyone please go check out Larry's cosplays <laughs> they're everything I tried to post them on the uh, page I just kept forgetting about to getting to do them cool. um, but yeah you look great um, yeah. keep killing it um, but yeah I was having I was having box office withdrawals man I was just yeah. like I was just like damn I do not realize how much I, I really do like doing that box office show so I'm happy that we're back episode 15 yeah. um, we're good and and, uh, yeah, so let's get going. This week we had the opening weekends for the Secret Lights of Secret Life of Pets two, Dark Phoenix, Late Nights, and a bunch of others. Um, and then we also have Godzilla King of the Monsters in the second weekend, Rocket Man, Ma also in, in their second weekend, and then Aladdin in their third weekend. So let's get right into it. This week, Larry, what came in at number one? So this weekend can unfortunately be kind of chalked up to the weekend of disappointments. Starting off with our number one, The Secret Life of Pets 2, which did take the top spot with $47.1 million. However, that is less than half of what yeah. The Secret Life of Pets opened to, which was over $100 million. So although it got that number one, it still underperformed, even under the studio's kind of um, tepid expectations. But overall, the film has earned $48.03 million here in the States and $97.03 million worldwide. So... It's off to a decent enough start, but it still has a lot of international properties still to go. So that international number, I'm sure, will take off from here. Just as a reminder, the original made yeah. more than Batman v Superman uh, yeah. worldwide. So Illumination, especially overseas, usually is able to kill it. So mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, we still have China, Japan, Brazil, Korea, France, Spain, all of the big, Germany, Australia, the big territories are all still to come throughout the rest of the summer. So that number will get up. But interesting to see another family film here domestically yeah. performing at the box office. I don't know what's been going on this year as far as um animated slash family films, but uh, it's... I can we talk about how the opening weekend for the first one was a hundred and four million, and usually for sequels, like when I saw that this was coming up this year, and I'm sure um, Illumination got the same thing that okay we're gonna get like at least one oh five, you know something yeah. really really good again because clearly there's a, a audience for this movie, but 
I mean, like literally less, like you said, less than half, not even in the 50s, 60s, like, and I got to say, I think, I don't know how, how it's been for you, but I mean, the last movie, the last movie, I mean, granted, it was going up against like the legend of Tarzan and Mike and Dave need wedding dates. This movie was going up against a lot more. Um, then that, which is starting to become the the going trend of our box office shows, is how you know you know how these sequels are di- differentiating from the first one. Uh, and this one, um, I I don't know how it's been for you, but like the marketing is kind of was not that strong on my side. I definitely did not realize it was coming out this weekend. I haven't seen a lot of commercial spots for it. Um, you know, you know how when you're on YouTube and all that stuff and you get all the banners of new movies coming out or social media, like I, I, the, it was really empty this week, you know, as far as this and dark Phoenix. So I'm not sure what's going on, you know? I fully agree. I really don't think they marketed secret life of pets to all that great. And right. for them, it really does show, um as i said i think at this point they're just really hoping for some big overseas numbers to do it also thankfully for illumination they know how to budget uh this is yeah, a I was gonna 80 say that. million dollar film um which they're sure to make that back by the end of the mm-hmm. run but uh, that means um dragons still holding down the top animated debut of the year so far of course until probably a couple weeks from now but at least i mean that's quite the feat to come out so early this year and it's still holding it down i thought for sure secret life of pets would open bigger than this so yeah i mean i was looking at that too the 80 million dollar definitely doesn't seem like too shocking but even like it was in a lot of theaters 4500 theaters you know what i mean like second largest yeah, it's the second largest opening ever behind only Endgame. And this is what the happened then. Yeah. yeah, I'm uh, not sure what happened. I mean, the first one also wasn't, I mean, it, it did big box office wise, but it wasn't like amazing. I don't think people right. were clamoring for a sequel. It didn't get great reviews. It got okay right. reviews. True. So I think all of that, and, and then this one comes a couple years later, all of that probably kind of played into it. Plus, like we said, marketing was not really there. Yeah, and, and, and hearing you say that, it's also another eye-opener because, like I said, the marketing, I forgot all about the, the I forgot all about Secret Life of Pets 2, to be honest with you. So, um, kind of alarming, I guess. I don't see it having a big opening weekend next week because next week we have Men in Black International. It's just like we're getting into the, we're getting into, like, the motions of the summer and we're, we're, we're speeding right through all these release dates and um, I don't know how much they're gonna try to eat away at this younger audience because then after men in black we have toy story 4 so um it's, comes right after that yeah spider-man and then lion king so i think this is another another dead um you know secret life of pets 2 is dead on arrival to be honest this is this is yeah um not really good banking on overseas numbers banking on china their homeland for illumination of france usually pulls through pretty well for them but here, right. domestic, it looks like uh, it'll looks tough. sure get over 100, but yeah. uh, 150 seems like the absolute most I could guess this movie can get. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, All right, so number two, what do we have? <laughs> Speaking of dead on arrival, <laughs> uh, coming in at number two, Lord. we have Dark Phoenix, which is the final release for Fox in the X-Men universe. I mean... 
presuming that New Mutant, in fact, never happens. But that is $33 million in second place. That marks the first time an X-Men film has opened at number two, and also marks the first time an X-Men film has not been able to pass at least $50 million. Worldwide, this film currently sits at $140 million. It had a pretty solid opening, actually, over in China, where it opened bigger than its opening here, with a total of $45.6 million in China. But, I mean, this is a disaster. Like, an yes, unmitigated yeah. disaster. Yeah. Opening, this is less than $30 million less mm-hmm. than Apocalypse which was already seen as a disappointment with its opening weekend at 65 million. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, I tracking wise, I kind of, um, I, I, I was like, you know, on the, you know, tracking wise, we, we kind of got the confirmation that it was, it was in fact going to be the lowest opening in the X-Men franchise. And early in, you know, earlier in the day, I've been, I've been, you know, kind of watching all the old X-Men films. I, I watched the first and second one. And while I was watching both, I went back to look at their box office. I'm like, oh, I wonder what the, you know, what the box office was for those movies. Um, and the first X-Men did really good. Um, oh, in its opening week. Well, no, I wouldn't say really good, but it did about $54 million. And then um, X-Men 2 did 85. So then we started seeing this trend of, like, the X-Men. And then Last Stand did really good it's opening really weekend. Well. You know, the Deadpool movies do really good. Days of Future Past did okay. First Class did okay. Um, the Wolverine did okay. Nothing crazy. But then Dark Phoenix at this, like, 12 films, including the uh, Deadpool movies, um, 12 films, the lowest, you know, opening weekend. It's not like it was in significantly less theaters than a lot of the other movies were in. Um, I We all saw this coming. I mean, we all didn't... We all knew that this movie was not going to have the big, I mean, the big box office, like I'm sure Fox wanted it to. I mean, you can only push the movie back so much. Like, and then I'm not sure how much they're going to, I'm not, I'm not sure how much of like they they think they're going to get when they, when they finally release new mutants, you can only like push a movie back so much to the point where people just don't care. So, and that's what, that's what it was for this movie. Like I remember I saw it, Friday night, and usually for these kind of like superhero movies, no matter what it is, like whether it's like Venom or whatever, like the Friday night screenings are like somewhat packed. Uh, Larry, I had like four people in my theater, and it was an IMAX theater, you know what I mean? Like four people. Um, so I put my bag next to my seat, I was stretching my legs, you know, it was just like it was just very, very d- disappointing to just see the kind of like the kind of like downward spiral this movie kind of was not as not like as not like regarding the movie but just regarding the release date and the box office i just i saw this coming i'm sure you did too we both kind of did you know so it's just it's i mean it's it was inedible yeah and just to put that into perspective the first x-men film is pretty much what kind of revitalized the entire comic book genre after batman and robin killed it i mean after that movie put a, a in the heart of superhero films. X-Men was the first one that really kind of got us back going again. And that was way back in early, what, 2000, 2001? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's 54 million back then compared right. to 33 million right now in 2019. Right. I mean, that's terrible. Um, I saw it at a screening, so I didn't really have, I haven't seen it in theaters, so I don't really have anything to judge it by that way. But 
yeah, I mean, this is really terrible. Um, of course, Disney has announced they'll wait five years at least to yeah. think about rebooting the X-Men. Um, but yes, once you re- push things back so much, it just, I mean, you can never expect too much of a success, honestly. So two two quick two quick points, but um first before that, did you what did you think of the movie? Because I know we don't do like reviews together or anything like that, but what did you like actually think of the movie? Um, I thought it was okay. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't mind the film that much. I certainly think it is not the worst X Men film. That's for right, sure. right. Um, I I had my problems. There are some certain just you know you have to yeah. admit the problems. Um, but going in, my expectations were pretty low, and I thought it was fine. I had a, I had an all right enough time with it. I don't, I don't think it's the worst. Like for it to be not only opening the worst, but for it to have the worst Rotten Tomato score. Like The Last Stand has a fifty-eight percent compared to Dark Phoenix, you know, in the twenties. Right. Outrageous in my book. Right. <laughs> but you know, different times, different standards. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was overall. I thought it was fine. Yeah, uh, same thing. I thought, listen, I, I was expecting to just, like, trash the movie. But then coming out of it, I was like, all right, it was whatever. You know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, my God, that was atrocious. It wasn't like Hellboy or, or it wasn't like, oh, my God, that was pretty good. It was just like, ah, it was all right. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I thought it was fine. I definitely think it is not the worst. I think Origins by far oh, is the worst X-Men film. Good Lord. Um, not but, even close for me. Yeah. By far. Like, I just think Origins is just awful. Um, but, you know, comparing, like, you know, and even, like, so when we go back to the box office, um, X-Men Apocalypse didn't really open that big either. It opened around, like, $65 million, yeah. But I'm looking through this list. Apocalypse was going up against a lot of movies, and even if it's not like not even like opening weekend, as far as I would say, but they were going up against like Alice Through the Looking Glass, the Angry Birds movie in its second weekend, Civil War, Captain America, Neighbors Two, The Jungle Book, the, like a bunch of Zootopia, BBS. They were going, they were going up against a lot, a lot of movies. So, um. I like this. I mean, and granted, Dark Phoenix was as well. Like it was going up against, you know, Secret yeah, Life of Pets too. A lot of stuff in here, but man, yeah, that cannot it, explain away a thirty-three million opening. Yeah, it was going. I mean, this one was going uh, up against a lot too, but still, like fans did not come out for this one. I don't know if it was the box out, the um, Rotten Tomatoes score, but it's just. I think. I think honestly, I I don't. I do think the Rotten Tomatoes score played some factor because fans still went out to go see Suicide Squad and Venom which had abysmal you know box office I mean Rotten Tomato scores as well um so fans will still go see it to try to like to try to like stick it to the critics oh it's not that bad but I just don't think anyone cared because um, you can only push it back yeah the problem here too is the apocalypse itself had already been kind of received right So it's coming off of a movie fans were kind of unenthused about. And then we get this one that gets pushed back and gets pushed back. And it comes out so much later than the last one that, you know, I think everyone just kind of lost interest. Plus, you have that Disney acquisition. So we know that, you know, this is it. (laughs) So Disney just bought out Fox. They're going to just scrap all of this mess. I, I think it all just led to a general, eh, who cares? 
when it came right. to Dark Phoenix. Totally agree. And I feel like if you're casual and you see the trailers to this thing, you're like, wait a minute, is this like a reboot of that The Last Stand movie that was awful? I'm all set. You know, I can see people doing that too. Like, you know, I'm just not going to waste my time. So, I mean, I was definitely by the... When when a movie first like okay like for instance when a movie first gets pushed back I'm like okay maybe they gotta fix some stuff it's good like it's like a, it's kind of like when video games get pushed back okay I'd rather you spend time fixing what needs to be fixed than you know what I mean like Wonder Woman got pushed back I I still I'm I don't have any like qualms with that I'm not like pissed about it I'm not like oh my god it's gonna be atrocious now you know what I mean if you have to if you have to up some stuff to make sure the quality is better fine with me but once you push it back like twice you know what i mean then like then i'm like all right what's going on with this what what's going on with this thing yeah. like new mutants this is the third time this thing was pushed back the, the the first trailer for new mutants was back in 2017 so um that is when i'm like all right i'm all set with this movie you know what i mean so um i think that's what, that's just what happened with dark phoenix and unfortunately fans did not show up um i do hope this is not like marvel's way of being like all right we're not gonna do one for a long time because clearly fans are kind of burnt out by it i don't think i don't think that's the case i think if it was really good and it was received well and people heard that about that then they would have gone to go see it even no matter the pushback so i don't know i agree yeah all right so what came in at number three what do we have uh, number three we have aladdin which came in with 24.5 million that is a nice little 42.8 percent drop and that brings the Disney live-action adaptation up to a total of $232.4 million here domestic total. And worldwide, is, it is up to a $604.9 million. So Aladdin actually showed signs of it going to pass Godzilla throughout the week because it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday grosses were looking really solid, and it was coming in at number one every day of the week. So Aladdin did it. It held on nicely this weekend. Uh, as I said, it's already passed $600 million worldwide on a $183 budget. That means it's over tripled its budget. It's doing good. And, yeah, I guess that just means more live-action remakes to come from Disney. I I I will be I'll go on record right now and say I under underestimated the hell out of Aladdin because to come to only drop forty two percent in your third weekend like good lord that's not that's pretty good twenty four point five million two hundred thirty two million domestically um on a one hundred eighty three million budget worldwide it's doing well um it's not losing a lot of theaters right now I mean they did lose about six hundred but still to only to drop less than half of its percentage in the third weekend is really good. So I have nothing nothing bad, nothing like questionable for this for Aladdin right now. They're doing really well. Good. And I mean it's always nice to just see that I think we mentioned this uh, right. the last show we did when it actually opened. Um but it's really nice to see kind of a Middle Eastern cast uh, in mm. lead taking off and doing well even if it is a, a Disney live action money grab as many people call them so right. it's still nice it's uh, I'm, I'm happy to at least see it doing well after Dumbo um, this is this is much needed for Disney agreed um all right so let's get into this number four what the hell happened here so I guess um, yeah I guess we'll <laughs> talk about three four or four five and six because we didn't really get to talk about them last yeah, week because we yeah. weren't here so we'll kick things off with Godzilla King of Monsters 
coming in at number four, which just fell off of a cliff, dropping 67.5% in week number two for $15.5 million. And that's coming off of an already disappointing $47.7 million opening weekend. So for a new total of $78.6 million domestic, but a decent total of $292.3 million worldwide through two weeks. So... Ooh, here domestic, I mean, audiences just have flat out rejected this film. And I'm actually stunned that it opened Same so low. Same here, yeah. I know Th- that critical reception wasn't great, but I thought its marketing was pretty a- spot agree. on. Agree, agree. <laughs> I, um... I'm I I actually agree with like last week I was so um by like Monday when I really got to grasp what this number meant I was like oh my god I got the I got some tea for Larry um because I was just like what happened here you know what I mean like I I mean you got some monsters you got destruction you got Millie Bobby Brown you know that Stranger Things season three is coming out in the like next month. Um, I, you got, you know, the lead up, you know, you, you got the next installment before, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. And by the way, that, that, that's going to get pushed back as well. Um, yeah, I, um, I don't know what happened. And then to see this 67% drop, I'm just looking at the top two move. I'm like, was, is it because of Dark Phoenix? What, what happened here? I, I, I don't know. The first one also dropped 67%, but it also opened, you know, twice as big as this one. Um, It's just, they need to, they definitely need to evaluate this monster verse because they're getting less and less return. Godzilla opened big, Kong Skull Island, smaller than that, and then Godzilla King of Monsters opened smaller even than that. Uh, This looks like it's going to teeter out right over 100 million. Like, like, oh my gosh, I mean, this is... This is quite alarming for them. I definitely see why they got gun shy and are going to delay Kong, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. But I don't know. I'm, this, I, I don't think know. maybe maybe the marketing just didn't appeal to people who aren't. It didn't help to expand the audience. You know, mm-hmm. it it definitely was awesome to us showing these characters. Obviously, Godzilla fans were all on board. But even other people who like those big films, I think. But that's that's really what they were pushing in those things. But I thought artistically it looked beautiful. I don't know. I mean, I, I was stunned that more people didn't go opening weekend at least. But, you know, Agreed. I guess it is what it is. Godzilla has always been... And, and that's actually a lie. I was going to say Godzilla's been a tough sell here in the States, but that's a lie, too, because the 98 film did very well, yeah. uh, numbers-wise, not critically-wise. And then, again, that 2014 film did very well, numbers-wise. So, uh, I don't know. They they definitely are going to reevaluate, I think, with Kong Skull Island. I mean, not Kong Skull Island. With Kong vs. Godzilla being delayed, I think that was a heavy factor in WB pulling out of uh, San Diego Comic-Con. You think so? I, I think um, they, just, they have nothing right now. I mean, yeah. I guess they have some stuff on the horizon, but they don't have Wonder Woman for another year. I don't know if they have anything material-wise ready for this, for Wonder Woman. Uh, I just, I think there's, WB is struggling. I mean, the, the Harry Potter universe is struggling right now. The Monsters universe is struggling. The DC universe is 
Uh, I mean, it's holding on with the Justice yeah. Red, but they're about to shut down their streaming service because that's been a hot mess. <laughs> so yeah, for like, DC, I mean, God, you uh, just, like, WB is struggling. You just made me so depressed because I'm like, no, they're not, Larry. They're, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like I'm just like, oh man, this is like, I'm so, I was so disappointed because listen, I I thought Godzilla King them. I didn't think it was like amazing i thought it was fine i thought it was fun i had a good time i thought i thought i thought imax it just looked it was like one of the best movies to watch like there's only certain movies that you could that you have that's like a must watch in imax like i remember i remember over the over the halloween um when that movie came out halloween they had like a special imax like presentation but i think there's only certain films that are like it's a must and i think it's marvel movies especially the avengers whatever which uh, what yeah. doesn't matter which avengers but like i think marvel movies star wars movies and godzilla you gotta watch those in imax theaters because it's, it was amazing in imax and i'm like that probably elevated the film more to me just all the colors and the the vibrance and the noise and stuff so i'm thinking yo this is just summer galore and I, I thought in the beginning of the year when I was doing my anticipations and all that stuff, I was like, Godzilla, King of the Monsters is going to do gangbusters numbers. I was like, watch. Yo, you watch, guys. But, I mean, I don't know. To come in in the number four spot, like, in its second weekend, and I get it. Yeah, it's going up against some heavy hitters, but not really. I mean, but, like, and then I, I've been, like, all over the place bragging about how I think Godzilla versus Kong is gonna do gangbusters numbers too, but I just don't know now, and and like it's it's disappointing because now like I I think you're right like Warner Brothers is just like what's going on like the the you know all the Harry Potter stuff is not really fun to audiences anymore DC I mean they got the Joker coming up which looks great but Shazam was good but not like enough you know what I mean did okay at the box thankfully they had Aquaman. That yeah, killed it. but Shazam did okay at the box office, but nothing wonderful. And you know they're recasting Batman, they're recasting Superman, they're recasting their big hitting characters. Yeah. Um. So I think the DCEU, at least if that's still what they're calling it, I don't know, is is at least rebuilding as fast as it's falling. <laughs> um, yeah. We just heard Ezra Miller is out as the Flash, so there's that. I mean, you know, it's like. Canceled Swamp Thing after one episode. Well, that's, I mean, that streaming service has just been a disaster. The fact yeah. that they moved to that Titan show over to Netflix so fast and gave it... They did? To watch. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's a Netflix or Amazon. One of the two other streamings has it so that you can oh. watch it. So, oh. I, th- I mean, they're still moving forward, I think, with the season two. But you can watch it on other platforms already because nobody watched it because nobody got that service. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see with Warner Brothers. I don't know. Who knows? Disney, this time next year, Disney might be trying to buy out Warner Brothers. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Uh, I just... I'll um, riot in the streets. I'm sorry. I yeah. will riot. That'll be too much monopolization. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I like the competition stuff to an extent. I just don't like when it gets too toxic. But I'm very disappointed in these Godzilla numbers. I, I was pulling for it. Although I didn't think it was like an amazing film, I was pulling for it still. Because I am like I am so like ready for Godzilla versus Kong, but like now my 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 excitement level because of these box office is kind of like tanking for that movie, 
and the fact that they're pushing it back again, I think they, I think, I think even their excitement is taking for their project as a whole. Godzilla, I love. I'm like a lifelong. I've been a Godzilla nerd my whole life, so this and, kills me a little bit. And it's like even, even like, and I can't really like they had. I think they had a good year last year. I think they had a really good year last year. If you look at like Crazy Rich Asians, uh, Aquaman, they had uh, they had the Meg that did really good. Um, they had a pretty good year last year. I think um, Warner Brothers has been doing pretty well with their smaller kind of right. level release. It was just really their only take. A Star is Born. Fantastic Beasts was their only like take. Yeah. That they were like, oh, and it, it still did well financially, yeah. but it really showed like a downturn in interest. <laughs> Agreed. And then like and then like um and then even when they try to even when they do try to go the whole like original okay, maybe we have to do something original, they, they drop something like Ready Player One and no one wants to go see that. So um disappointing. I don't know, but I guess I don't know. Disappointing. But um all right, let's what came in at number five? This is the uh, one of the other ones that we missed last week. Yes, yeah, so number five is Rocket Man, the John Alton biopic, dropped forty five point six percent for fourteen million in its second weekend of release. That brings the drama musical up to fifty point five million domestic and one oh one point eight million worldwide. So certainly not doing like Bohemian Rhapsody numbers. Um, and maybe a little, that's a little bit steeper of a drop than I personally was hoping for. It opened very nice at 25 million, but uh, what are you going to do, I guess? I mean, there's still a musical biopic. It's hard, they're, they're hard to sell in May. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting annoyed. I'm, I'm honestly, like, getting annoyed with the whole, um, like, not like, well, like, there's, like, I'm, I'm on Twitter and everyone's like, oh, my God, no one's supporting Rocket Man like they did Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm like, well, don't put, like, a movie like this in next to, like, these heavy hitters in the summer. If this would have came out in November, same time as, like, Bohemian Rhapsody did, it would have been doing really, really well. I believe you know what i mean because like around like the fall is when people is when you know you don't have the big heavy hitters coming out and people kind of have that taste for an oscar Beatty kind of film so i mean i don't i don't really see that argument i just think that's that's just an argument people want to have because of because of their dislike of bohemian rhapsody that's fine um but it's just like that's my only i i saw this movie coming out Around this time, I mean, it's in June. I I don't understand why. Once again, goes back to our our conversation. These some of these release dates are just ridiculous, you know. So, um, I mean, it didn't drop. It didn't drop too much. Forty five percent only in week two as well. But forty five percent, and I think it's gonna continue to have legs. I saw it yeah. for a second time this weekend, and my theater was actually packed. Like I actually think every single seat in my theater was sold. So. Um, I think, I mean, people seem to still be interested in it. I know um, Elton John has his, his big fans. I don't think his fans, he has like a little bit different of a fan base, though, than Queen. That's the other thing people Right, know. yeah, exactly. Queen, Queen has this crazy fandom. So, I mean, you know, they're going to come out and see it. <laughs> right. But, and again, yeah, this really, I mean, a June release for this film, it is still, especially even in the marketing, it still looks like, a dramatic biopic and you know that's not going to be hard to sell like we talked about with Booksmart it's going to be hard for these films to get big numbers in May or June no matter how good they are no matter how many people are singing their praises online and trying to get people to go see them they have a shelf they have a, a top ceiling of really what you can expect for them to do 
And look, Rocket Man is by no means a failure. It only it costs forty million to make. It's already over a hundred million worldwide. I think it's going to hold on just fine. Uh, so I mean, it's still going to be a profitable film. It just, of course, I mean, and also we need to be honest. Comparing it to Bohemian Rhapsody, no matter what you, our personal feelings on the film may or may not be, it is unreasonable <laughs> to ask right. a biopic to make like nine hundred million dollars worldwide. I mean. Getting to Bohemian Rhapsody numbers is really not the standard for music musician biopics. It's just that is not what you should be comparing them to because very few films are going to be able to do that. <laughs> Agreed. Um, and like films in general, not just biopics. So, oh, yeah. um, everyone yeah. who's like ranting and raving, oh, you guys did nine hundred million dollars for, <laughs> you know, it's just it's so ridiculous to me. I'm just like, please look at the logic. Look at it's not because people don't want to go see it. It's just the fact that it's going up against all these summer heavy hitters. It's just not gonna do that well. Like no matter what. Sorry. But um all right. So yeah, that's let's, it. That's yeah, it for the well, let's go ahead and talk about your most anticipated film of the summer real quick, shall listen, we? Listen, 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 <laughs> before you start. Before you start, before you start, Alex and I saw this last week. We didn't review it. We I didn't review it because it was a little bit too late. Okay. And you know, if you try to if you try to review a movie that's been out for a week yes. now, it's just kind of dead on arrival. Um, yeah. So I was like, I'm not gonna review it, but I saw it. Listen, I had a I had I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I had a good time with Ma. I told Ma. you, it gonna, I knew it was gonna open and high teens, and it opened Listen, to 18 mil last week. It weekend. did good. Listen, I saw the number. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. 18 million dollars for Ma. I said, kidding? The, I knew it. If the intruder could open at what 14 million or whatever it made, I was like, Ma, come on, Octavia's gotta be able to do better. Hey. Listen, I was happy for her. <laughs> I I'm not I I'm I'm never mad about when I have to eat my words out because I did it for Dark Phoenix. I thought Dark Phoenix was gonna be a dumpster fire. It wasn't. I liked it. I uh, it was all right. You know, yeah. it wasn't a dumpster fire. Ma, I said like eight million. I said Larry. <laughs> I think you said like what ten or something. I, I was around fifteen. I thought yeah. I fifteen plus. I was hoping for more, but I thought fifteen was my guess for Ma. <laughs> I was like, Larry, go away, because, you know, people, they want to see the hotness of Michael Ely and, and Megan Good. Nobody's going to go see Ma, but, hey, people saw it. It did really 18 million in its yeah. opening weekend, going up against Godzilla, Aladdin, and Rocketman. That's yeah, good stuff. And Rocketman, I think, overperformed as well. People were a little bit disappointed with 25 million, but 25 million was a good opening for Rocketman, too. Right. So it's not Godzilla was the only one that underperformed last week. Ma and Rocket Man came through, but this week it dropped a, a fifty six point eight, which is pretty standard for. Yeah, you I was gonna color. say it, it did. <laughs> it did. I was gonna say like it did still kind of drop a lot. Yeah. Um, but, but, but here's yeah. the here's the thing. It only cost them five million to make. So hey. <laughs> Blumhouse, how do they crazy. do it? It's how do they crazy. do it? Them Blumhouses, man, they just make their pennies back. Like Jason Bloom, he's just sitting on a bucket of just of guap right now, which releasing these cheap movie. And it's a cheap movie. It's it's like set in like a town, a house. You know what I mean? I had a lot of fun with it. I'm not gonna lie. Like I thought it was, it was gonna gruesome, be. There were some gruesome kills. I will give it yeah. that. I was not prepared for some of the stuff. Octavia uh, Spencer, she was great. She was, um, oh, so good. Act, I actually jumped at a few parts. I was like, "What's going on? Am I enjoying this thing?" You know, I had a. I, I think I enjoyed it much more than Alex did. Alex didn't really yeah. 
like it. I just like listen. I'm a huge, I'm a huge sucker for those campy kind of horror flicks. I'm already a horror fan in general. So I mean, once I got the beats, kind of like you know the you know the beats and stuff like that of what they were gonna do, and I actually kind of like the backstory of like her, her character. I was like, I, yeah. I have to say, I mean, Octavia, she lifted this thing. She threw it on her back and said, "We're gonna make this work some way somehow." Because hey, hey. her performance was so wild that yeah. it was so good though. <laughs> It was, it was, and, and, and luckily they had a pretty decent, like, cast around them because, yeah. like, this, this is what happened with The Intruder. Dennis Quaid, did he get it? He gave right. everything. He gave right. everything. But the movie around him was just atrocious. Yeah. But this one, the movie around Octavia Spencer was not atrocious, which I should have known that because it's Octavia Spencer. I know she's not going to just take, she's not going to just take a project. You know what I mean? So I'm sure there had to be something that hooked her onto this. Maybe, maybe the director, Tate Taylor, I know they worked together in the past but um yeah i Lewis, i thought was really good yeah, actually yeah. I, I thought she was um, good but it's a yeah. 40 million worldwide now off a of five million dollar budget hey, so they, they good with that i mean and i like i like what's her name diana silvers i think she's yeah. fun um she was funny and well not funny but she was great in book smart um but yeah she's having a pretty good summer herself but yeah, I had a good time with it. I was gonna, I, I thought once again another movie I was gonna trash, but I had the same amount of fun with Ma. Like I had the same amount of crazy fun with the Escape Room. I didn't think Escape Room was atrocious. I had fun with it. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll put it right up there to that level. It's not like the worst. It's not even close to the worst Blumhouses because we know we. If you want to go to some shitty Blumhouse movies, you got Truth or Dare. You got a lot. <laughs> you got a lot. You know, um, you got the gallows. You just you got a lot of Blumhouse. Much worse than this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Ma was fun. I had, I had a good time. I have to talk about another one of your favorite films of the summer, which inexplicably went up this weekend, and that was A Dog's Journey. Fuck it's is that? I saw that too. Twenty-two percent like, increase this weekend. Like, what the hell is happening this and, summer? And, and it lost over a thousand theaters and went up twenty-two percent. Well, the big, know. um, the big, I guess some of the big theater slashes was like, I'm so mad about this. Booksmart they slashed like a thousand yeah. plus theaters from that count. Endgame we heard all week that oh. it was gonna get slashed in theater counts as well, but um. Dude. Brightburn got slashed a uh, 1500 theaters. Woo, what happened? Talk about a drop off 77% drop. Yeah, I mean, they lost 1500 theaters. I'm like, what happened? Um, uh, yeah, that's not good. I let's see, uh, let's talk about late night. Late night did pretty good. Four theaters, yeah, 249,000. Not bad. I'm interested to see because it was supposed to go wide this weekend, but they switched up their plan, went to four theaters, and now it's jumping from four theaters to a wide release next weekend. So I'm interested to see. I hope it does well. I really enjoyed Late Night. I thought it was quite good. So, I, you know, I like Mindy Kaling. I love Emma Thompson. So I hope people go see it. But again, uh, I don't. this might have been better suited for like a September release rather than a June release up against Men in Black and Shaft. Um, we'll yeah. see. But hopefully, I hope it does good. I hope it uh, does offer a good counter-programming for people. Uh, I, but I don't know. I, I completely agree with you, but I am glad that they took it out of this weekend and put it next week. Because yes. I don't oh, think yes. 
Men in Black is going to do that insane with no. numbers. But, I mean, you're going to have a better chance going up against that movie than Secret Life of Pets 2 and Dark Phoenix. So, I mean, I kind of don't blame Amazon for doing that. Oh. I mean, finally somebody, leave, like, you know, exits to, like, a weekend where they, they know they're going to get demolished. Finally someone does it. Um, but, hey, um, 250000 in four theaters is really good. Um that's pretty good. I'm trying to look at some others, kind of notif- notifiable kind of things to talk about. Well, it's- we're we're still on Avengers Watch. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, it's not uh, happening. We're still about 50 mil behind <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> I don't think it's happening at all. Someone did. Someone did. I I retweeted earlier. Someone was like, "Hey, release it with Infinity War as a double Please. feature." And put it in IMAX. I think people will go to that. So I think they just need to do some re-releases. And I think um, down the down the line, December, maybe Oscar season, because I know they're trying to push it this year. Um, re-release that thing. It'll make fifty-eight million dollars easy. Because um, what's it, what's the movie? Um, Avatar. The reason why it's. I mean, one of the reasons why it was that much. It's because of a re-release. So I think Endgame should do the same thing. You know, I agree. I think they definitely should. Um, I mean, it still has some time. It uh, even right. with that huge slash, it only dropped forty percent this weekend. Right. Uh, John Wick only dropped thirty three percent this weekend. So that's John Wick. That. Uh, so I mean, it's still taking four point eight. I, it's just that it's not going to have those worldwide numbers anymore. You know, it's worldwide. It's tailing off now. And here domestic, it doesn't have fifty mil left in the tank. So. Yeah. So, and then Captain Marvel is 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 coming out on Blu-ray yeah. this week. So that's kind of like getting out of the theaters. Um, it's still, I mean, it's still just missed the top twenty. So I guess it's not too bad. But um, yeah, I'm trying to see the hustle is dying down. The intruder is finally dying down as well. Um, a dog's journey. Just people stop going to seeing this movie, please. Um, and then. Uh, yeah, so all right, let's get into what's coming out, what we got yeah. for next week. So next week we have uh, Men in Black International starring Chris Hemsworth and T- Tessa Thompson, little Ooh. Ragnarok action. Uh, we have Shaft and we have The Dead Don't Die. Those are the main three coming out and next week. Late night opening wide. Yeah, opening wide. Uh, Men in Black, I I see forty five fifty for this one. Maybe even thirty-five. I don't know. What yeah, do you I'm think? probably gonna go like thirty-five. Just the way that these big releases have been kind of underperforming True. recently. Yeah, you're right. You're and right. So I would go like thirty-five. Shaft. Shaft. Uh, ah, Shaft. I think has a chance at overperforming. See, so the, I think they have different problems. I think Men in Black could underperform, but I think Shaft has that audience. I don't know. Is the black audience getting too oversaturated though? With Ma just coming out, I don't know, but um. I'll give Shaft 20. That's where I'm going to go. Yeah, with. I'll go about... Because I, I won't underestimate the power of the, uh, the, you know, the community coming out. So I'll, I'll give Shaft right around the same thing, 20 to 24. Because yeah, the, I was going to go 25 and got nervous. I said, you know what, let's yeah, go 20. <laughs> I, I really dig those trailers. That trailer, I, I really it dig it, so too. so good. I'm listen, so excited for Shaft. Listen, 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 listen. I must say this, Larry. I must say this. Okay, I must. Do you have you seen this trailer in theaters a lot? I have. Okay, okay. So like it has great it has a great like base that comes in. You know, it's really really dope, right? Um okay, the shot the shot of like the three kind of generations of Shaft 
yeah. you know, the old guy, Samuel Jackson and this new kid. What's his name? I forget. Um, I don't I don't know his name. But yeah, the new kid. Let's, let's Usher, call him that. T. Usher, I think. Usher yeah, we'll, we'll call him. Okay, Je- Jesse T. Usher. That shot, I think that's the most, I think that is the sexiest shot of 2019. <laughs> I love that shot. And he's yeah, like, and, he, and I'm a straight man, and I'm a, I'm a straight man, but that shot, I'm just like, God damn, that is amazing. Get, get your pride on. Get your pride <laughs> on. Shaft, sexiness. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you know the Boston Pride Festival was yesterday. It was really—I heard it was really good. I had to work though, um, but I heard it was really, really fun. So that's I'm, good. I'm saying so. I identify as bisexual, and I'm saying Men in Black International makes it a good time to be a bisexual geek in this <laughs> age with Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson on this campaign tour together. I—that's I, mainly my main draw to that film. Is I'm like I love Chris and Tessa Thompson. I think they have great chemistry. They do. They. So, really I do people give it a shot just for that you know and men in black it has its fans the dead yeah. die, that's only opening in 550 theaters so i don't know how yeah i don't see a big opening for that at all um so, and then but late I, night, i'm hoping can get to 10 that's yeah but i um or late night i definitely I'm, I'm right there with you i don't know what it is but chris hemsworth and tessa thompson they have that vibe that like you just want to go see them together i don't know like they just have a really good chemistry only thing i don't like about this marketing um the only thing I like about this marketing, about this movie, is that I love the first trailer. You know, the one with, like, the Fergie song in the background? Love it. Um, the second trailer, I think it's awful. I hate that little creature thing. I don't know <laughs> if that was, like, supposed... I don't know if that was supposed to be, like, a marketing thing. Like, let's get some licensing. But, yeah, let's get some, mon- let's get some like, you know, let's get some licensing. I don't know what it was, but that creature is so stupid and ugly. Um, that's it. That's my only gripe about the movie. Other than that, it looks fun. Um, it's just. No, I just realized Emma Thompson coming for that whole box office this weekend with Late Night and Men in Black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't know what's good. But I do think Men in Black is not going to have a huge, huge opening because I think. Um, I think, I don't know, this summer has been kind of, we've been, I've been kind of like, it's been all over the place. It's been very under, like, it's been very, like, random, a lot of these kind of openings. So, I and guess. Even with us saying 35, I could even see it underperforming on that, to be honest. With that. Me too, I can too, so. I, so, I'm saying 35, I'll say 20 for Shaft, just to under underestimate just a bit, but I really think that could, that could, that'll be the shock. Which I won't be that shocked, but I think Hollywood will be super shocked that Shaft breaks out if it does. Um, the Dead Don't Die, I don't really think there's a, I don't know. I'm going to go like maybe six million for The Dead Don't Die. I don't think that there's yeah. that big an interest. And late night, uh, the hopeful in me is saying 10. I don't know that it can reach that double digits, but I'm gonna say ten. I don't know, Larry, because I saw I saw how low Booksmart came in and Longshot didn't do that amazing. I have to go. <laughs> You're I have right. to. I, I I want these movies to do succeed, but like these people are not being smart, so I have to go lower with Late Night, like five or six again, like Booksmart, but um. Yeah, well, I don't know, but I do, I do think you're right about Shaft. I do think you're right because I, I think Shaft is gonna do pretty well, and people are underestimating people, it. People forget. I mean, people love Shaft. I, you know, right. like don't forget that that the original films have a big audience. That character has like people who love the Shafts movies. You know, right. they're gonna come out. Just the general audience. I think. I, I mean, I don't know. Are people not digging these trailers? I think the trailer has been awesome. So, what, I, 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 am, love the, I love the I am so into it. So, I'm excited. 
Listen, like I said, it's the sexiest trailer of all time. I love, <laughs> I love the Shaft trailer. I really do. I think it's hilarious. Regina, um, Regina King or Hall? Okay, Regina Hall, she she looks great in yeah. the movie. Um, oh, who also? Hey, your best friend's in there too. Um, Alexander Alexander Ship. Oh, Alexander Ship. Yeah, yeah, she she's is. In there. yeah, she's hiding behind that little. Couch. Yeah, she's so and and, and she's so beautiful. She's I just, I'm, good. All, I'm telling you, it's the sexiest movie of all time. Shoot, this one might outgross her X Men film. To be honest, it might at the when at the end of the day, it might make more money by the end of their run. You might be right. I Ooh. can't, but like, yeah, I'm telling you. See, now I'm like, now I want to rush to go see Shaft. All right, I I can. I'm seeing it Wednesday, and I'm so excited. <laughs> I can deal with the. I actually have a screening tomorrow, but I might be doing it. Oh tomorrow um but yeah so all right so before we end the show because we had a lot to discuss this week since we missed that last week but before we end the show i added in we wanted to add like a new kind of segment in kind of like you know to see some of the tracking numbers for next you know for the upcoming big releases not for like every movie coming out but like the next big big release we have is toy story 4 so right now um variety.com has an article stating that currently Right now, it's tracking 150 to 200. So, what are your thoughts, real quick? And how do, and do you think it's going to be that much? I mean, I, I've seen a lot of tracking numbers where, like, the numbers kind of spew away from that tracking number. But, I mean, Toy Story 4, I can definitely see, like, 100 plus. Um, I just don't know. I don't know about 200, though. I do see, like, maybe 145, 150. What do you think? Oh, wow. That's a lot. Um,. I don't know. That that seems really actually quite high to me. What did Toy Story 3 open with? Oh, let's see. Um, let's go check it out. I know I made over a billion by the end, but I'm like, wow. Um, Toy Story yeah. 3 took in well, we 110. One, yeah, so people are saying and I'm, I don't I don't I don't get I don't get with this um this Four, I mean, two hundred million is coming out. I do. That's why I said I, 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 I can't see a good one hundred plus. So if it, if the, if Toy Story three made one ten, what was it going up against? Because that's a, that's a big kind of. I'm just. I mean, I guess I'm just shocked in general because like, oh, it was going up against like nothing. It looked nothing like. like Jonah Hex, the Karate yeah, Jonah Hex, the yeah. I mean, it, it had that weekend wide open. All right. Yeah. Um. So this, I, I mean. I'll, um, may, I would go the low end of that estimation of anything. Agreed. I guess I haven't known many people to be so excited for Toy Story 4, to be honest. I, I don't think the marketing has been that good, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course it's Pixar, of course it's Toy Story, so it's going to get big numbers, but I don't know, I thought the hype was there for Toy Story 3. You know, like, everyone was so pumped for Toy Story 3. We, right. I don't know, and this one... I just haven't quite felt that with it. I mean, it's been right. everywhere. I'll give them that. I, I mean, they have blanket marketed that thing everywhere. So, I mean, I guess if it reaches 200, I will lay on the ground dead. <laughs> um, I agree with you. I definitely, I if I had to guess, I'd be like, I'd say 115, 120, um, <laughs> if that's the case. But, I mean, the first reaction did come out over the weekend. and. And people, they were really, really positive. So maybe that might have something to do with it. And then, of course, that weekend we'll have all the premiere. That week we'll have all the premieres and all the other reactions. So I do think that it's gonna be. I mean, it's it's going up against uh, Child's Play, 
and I don't know why Child's Play thought it was going to even get a portion. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I love. I'm listening. I'm loving all the marketing that they're trying I, to do. I, I like their marketing of killing yeah. the toys. Like, yeah, I it's hilarious. Funny. <laughs> I, I I love it too. It's hilarious. But you just you're not gonna you're not gonna go up against Toy Story. You're just not. I get it though. Um, but it's just not happening. But yeah, I guess I get. I get. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, all right, guys, that is episode 15 of the Box Office Beatdown Show. Thank you guys for joining us. Larry, let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube as well as Instagram and Twitter, all at LC Screen Talk. Yes, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cinemaniac94. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you guys enter our Captain Marvel Blu-ray giveaway. Uh, winners will be announced sometime this week for that, and then we will do another giveaway for us in two weeks. So stay tuned for all of that. My name's Dwayne. That was Larry. Thank you guys for joining us. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>